This Faith and Finance podcast is underwritten in part by Christian Healthcare Ministries, a budget-friendly, biblical, and compassionate healthcare cost solution for Christians in all 50 states and around the world. Learn more at chministries.org. You're hoping that 2023 will be a better year for your finances than last year. But how can you make that happen? Hi, I'm Rob West. You don't have any control over the national economy, but you have a great deal of control over your own economy. Today, I'll share the steps to strengthen your financial condition and give you peace of mind in the bargain. Then it's on to your calls and questions at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is the new Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, there's no question that the number one thing you should do in 2023 is get out of debt. With today's higher interest rates, you're paying even more to carry balances on credit cards. Uh, Use the snowball method to pay off those cards. uh, That is prioritizing them by smallest to highest balance, paying all the minimums and using any extra funds to pay more on the smallest balance. When that's paid off, use extra funds to pay off the next smallest balance and so on. Uh, Of course, you'll need to be on a budget to determine how much extra cash you have to pay down your debt. Spending without a budget is like a circus performer working without a net. So if you don't have a budget yet, well, download the FaithFi app. That's FaithFi. It's got three different ways to set up your spending plan, and one will be just right for you. Again, you can download it at FaithFi.com. That's FaithFi.com. Now, another great financial tweak for 2023 is to start or increase your savings. We don't know what lies ahead for the economy, but having an emergency fund will help you prepare for anything. A 2022 survey by YouGov showed that 49% of Americans couldn't cover an unexpected bill of just $400. Uh, That was a big jump over the previous year, probably due to higher interest rates and inflation. So it's vital that you start putting away something from every paycheck into a savings account. Uh, Start with a goal to save $1,500, then keep going until you have one month's living expenses and don't stop until you have three to six months living expenses saved up in your emergency fund. Uh, That covers your short-term saving needs. But you also have long-term savings needs, and that means retirement investing for the day when age or health prevents you from working. So another great financial tweak for 2023 is to make sure you're at least maxing out any matching contributions in your 401k. If you want to go further, you can contribute up to $22,500 to a 401k or 403b this year. If you have an IRA, either traditional or Roth, you can contribute up to $6,500 in 2023 and an extra $1,000 if you're over age 50. Here's another way to improve your financial condition this year. Improve your skill set by taking web courses. Online learning exploded with COVID, and it remains easier than ever to get professional certifications and specializations, even undergrad and master's degrees without leaving home, and often at a fraction of the cost of in-classroom programs. And if you're looking for a career change, uh, there's an increased demand for tech talent. So schools are offering a lot 
more options for computer programming and coding classes in particular. So those are the offensive tweaks you can make to improve your finances in 2023. But what about the defensive tweaks? And by that, I mean protecting yourself from fraud and identity theft. One way to do that is by signing up for a transaction or account alerts with your bank and credit card issuer. Uh, You should be able to do that online. Once you've logged into your account, look for security settings and select the transaction monitoring option. The system will then text or email you whenever money is taken from the account, and you can take steps to minimize the damage if fraud has occurred. Uh, The credit card issuer will investigate any false charges and remove them from your account. You can also put a freeze on your credit at the three credit reporting bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, and that will prevent thieves from setting up new accounts in your name by blocking credit checks. It's free and easy to do, but you'll have to do it at each of the three bureaus individually. Uh, While you're doing that, it's also a good idea to get your credit reports. You can do that free at annualcreditreport.com. I would pull them at least every six months, if not more often. By the way, when you get those reports, look for any errors or suspicious activity. If you find something that's inaccurate, be sure to dispute it, and they'll have 30 days to resolve it or get it dropped from your report. And those are your financial tweaks for 2023. Your calls are next, 800. 525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, and we'll be right back. At Faith and Finance, we're on a mission to educate, equip, and connect you and many others with the powerful financial answers found in God's Word. We're working to meet people right where they are through national radio programs, our app, website, and other resources. If you've benefited from this program, would you consider becoming a monthly Faith and Finance patron? Check out all of the benefits of a Faith and Finance patron's membership at faithfi.com and click Give on the homepage. Do you feel like your hands are tied with debt, preventing you from serving God? If you have credit card debt, Christian credit counselors can help. Through our debt management program, we can get you out of credit card debt about 80% faster while honoring your debt in full. For more information on how Christian Credit Counselors can help, visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. That's ChristianCreditCounselors.org. Or call 800-557-1985. 800-557-1985. Well, we're so glad to have you back with us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West, and I'm looking forward to taking your calls and questions today at 800-525-7000. Uh, But before we take calls, I want to remind you that Faith and Finance is listener-supported, and I'd like to encourage you to prayerfully consider becoming one of our financial partners. We can't do what we do here on the radio without your generous support. And so if you'd consider a one-time gift or perhaps even a monthly gift, we'd be grateful. Here's how you do it. Just visit our website, Faith. Faithfi.com and click the Give button. Again, it's Faithfi. That's Faithfi.com and click Give. All right, let's take some calls today. We're going to begin in Missouri. Hello, Larry. How can I help you, sir? Oh, wow. Am I on the radio right now? Yes, you are. You go right ahead. Uh, So cool. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to ask, why am I working and wasting my life? Why am I giving hours that I will never give back? Mm. Uh, for money, just to live. Uh, why is this the way it is? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it, it's a great question. And I think the starting point for acknowledging why we work is to recognize we were created to be workers, right? Uh, you remember Adam in the garden with, uh, in, in the perfect garden before sin entered the world, Adam and Eve were workers. Their first or one of their first assignments was to name the animals. And so we're to be workers. You know, God is a creator and we were created to be productive and to take God's creation and improve it and tend to the field and name the animals and improve the creation in such a way that it gives glory to God and we experience the value of being productive. That's just how God wired us. In fact, we see that all through the Bible that we are to be workers and uh, to focus that way. Uh, I would reference uh, Genesis 3.19, by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So by the sweat of your face you shall eat, meaning we're to work. Uh, Paul says in First Thessalonians 3, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. And then Colossians 3 is uh, a seminal verse in this area. It says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And so I think the opportunity we have, Larry, is to take our gifts and our abilities and our passions, where those all intersect, and use those for God's glory. But here's the key. We have to work and serve an audience of one, uh, and that's the Lord himself. And so whatever you've been called to, do it as unto the Lord, which brings him glory, and that's uh, our chief end, is to, in fact, work. Now, as a result of that work and toil comes uh, provision. It all comes from God, but uh, through that work is a way that he provides from, for us through our employers, which gives us then the resources to not only give back to him and participate in his activity, but also to cover our needs, uh, our expenses, provide for our families, which is also very biblical. So I think often we can get our priorities out of line and we can work uh, only to achieve a, a certain status or to find value in our work as opposed to the Lord. And that's where we get it wrong when we take our cues from the world. But if we go back to the biblical model of why we were created and to what end, and this idea that we're to be productive and that we're to do it as unto the Lord— it does change things quite a bit, and I think it reframes the whole idea of work uh, for us. But give me your thoughts, Larry. Does that make sense? It, it does. It's, it's very, uh, it's, what you said is, is very true and very real. It's just, it seems as though me working is, uh, it seems to be a waste of my life. Hmm. It seems yeah. to be a thing that does not give me happiness. And I want to be meaningful in life. And it, it seems as though in order to continue that uh, subtle happiness yeah. or contentness, I have to work and yeah. I have to do things that I don't want to do. Yeah. Well, let me let me reframe it this way. Perhaps I think you need to start, as we all do, on our knees and say, Lord, give me a vision for how I can be used right where you've planted me today. Uh, and as you go to work, don't look at it necessarily as the what you're doing, but the why and the how. How do you go about your day? How do you bring glory to the Lord in whatever task or service you're providing? 
And how can you use that in the relationships and the people you encounter to bring glory to God and perhaps even share your faith uh, through being excellent with your customers and serving your vendors really well and looking for gospel conversations where you can share the love of Jesus and do what you do as unto the Lord, which brings Him glory. And that's enough in and of itself. So I would say ask the Lord to give you perhaps a fresh vision for why you're working and how He can use you right now. And uh, we'll join you in that prayer, Larry. That's an exercise we all need to go through. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself as well. But I appreciate your calling. I appreciate you asking uh, an honest conversation or a question. And I hope that uh, God's Word at least has shed some light on that today. And may the Lord bless you. Uh, Latina's in Chicago, Illinois. How can I help? Hi, I have a question, a couple of questions. One, okay. one is, what is an ideal amount at my age, 48, should I have already saved in my 401k? And then the second question I'd like to know is, so I work for a company who matches my contributions. Uh, maybe about just before a month ago, my pre-taxes were 5% and my Roth was 17%, but before it was flipped. So it was the pre-tax 17% and the Roth was 5%, yeah. which of my company matches both of those. Am I able yeah. to take what? Am I able to take what I had, you know, in my four hundred one k, and put it in my Roth? Uh, no, you would like have that? to do a Roth conversion and pay the tax at the time that you moved it into the Roth. So the way that would work is you would, once you separate from the company, you'd roll the 401k to a traditional IRA, a rollover, and then you could convert it to a Roth. But that generally doesn't make sense unless you've got a lot of time, you know, on your side for that to grow on a tax-free basis. You also may be in a higher bracket now during your earning years than you would be if you left it in the tax-deferred environment and pulled it out in retirement uh, when you're not working, let's say, down the road. So I like the idea, Latina, of you accumulating your retirement savings in two buckets, both the tax-deferred and the after-tax with tax-free growth and the Roth option, because that gives you options in retirement based on where the tax code's at, you know, the, the, the rates, and whether or not you need the money, and therefore would or would not be subject to the required minimum distribution, depending on what types of accounts you have. So I think that was a good move, especially since there was matching for both, but, uh, but you would have to convert it and pay the tax to get it into the Roth. As to the uh, amount you should have, you know, the rules of thumb may scare you because, you know, they they tend to be somewhat high. But, you know, the average rule of thumb for a 60-year-old is that you would have seven times your income in your retirement accounts. Now, that's a lot of money, I realize, but they're just looking at the fact that Social Security is only intended to cover 40% of your pre-retirement income, and they're looking at what would you need to have so that at a 4% rate of return, you could generate the other 60% of your pre-retirement income um, you know, without impacting the principal. And, you know, that other folks will say, well, I'm going to reduce my lifestyle, live on less. And you certainly can do that. But that somewhere between five and seven times your income would be the rule of thumb there. And we appreciate your call. Much more to come straight ahead here on Faith and Finance. The number 800-525-7000. I'm Rob West, and we'll be right back. absolutely free. We know you've learned to be suspicious of those words, but really, 
You can get biblical financial wisdom delivered to your inbox absolutely free. Articles, videos, podcasts, and special offers on biblical resources. More than 50,000 people receive our free weekly wisdom email, and you can too. Create your free faith and finance account. Just visit faithfi.com and click sign up. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foreside Fund Services, LLC. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West, and back to our phones. 800-525-7000 is the number to call. Uh, Aubrey is calling from Austin, Texas. Hi, Aubrey. Welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm doing great. You go right ahead, sir. Hey, I'm a retired educator, and my wife is also retired. She's 65, and I'm 71 and a half. And we've uh, lived on the 80-10-10 plan of uh, the 30 years we've been married, and uh, we recently sold some a uh, couple of rental properties, and uh, have been excess of $500,000 in assets from that. And I also have a 401k spread and 403b spread out about $400,000. My wife also has about 300 or 401k, and we've, uh, with the grace of God, become debt free. And we're trying to figure out what to do uh, with our resources now to, in terms of either investing, savings, they're currently just in, in, in regular savings. Okay. Yeah, very good. Well, I think that 801010 has served you well. For our listeners, what he's saying is that Aubrey and his wife have lived on 80% of their income. They've given 10 and saved 10. And as a result of that, they've done quite well. You've obviously lived modestly. You've prioritized getting out of debt. And those are all biblical principles. Uh, and, and um, you know, you're in a really strong position. So I think the next thing, Aubrey, is perhaps to visit with a a certified financial planner. I'd recommend somebody who also has the certified kingdom advisor designation to do some planning. Um, and part of what a CKA will help you do is I think you're ripe to really define what is our financial finish line. You know, how much is enough, both in terms of lifestyle, which you probably already define that because it sounds like you've been living modestly. And I, I don't hear in your voice you're wanting to add a lot of overhead within a second home or, you know, anything significant there. And then how much is enough with regard to your balance sheet? Meaning, what is your ultimate savings goal now and down the road? And maybe, you know, you basically, you know, have that number in place. And, and then it's just a matter of wisely managing that money moving forward, which I think that's where an investment professional could come in that builds a portfolio that recognizes, okay, you guys may not need much more. So therefore you can take not a whole lot of risk be very conservative, but still try to seek a proper return on this money because, you know, with inflation, which has been climbing lately, you've seen that in the grocery store and and, in a variety of places, you're losing purchasing power on this money by just leaving it in a savings account. So the question is, how should it be invested, not taking any more risk than you need to, but also recognizing it 
It should be growing over time. That's part of good stewardship. And I think the other thing that that financial finish line will tell you, uh, Aubrey, is how much you have to give away. You know, you may find that you've over-accumulated. Maybe not, but you might have. And if so, uh, perhaps you could start to do some giving and really enjoy uh, that in this next season of life. And so I think all that comes down to first planning. What is the plan moving forward? Are you overfunded? Are you right on track or are you still behind? And then secondly, based on that plan, how should then you manage this money moving forward, including both uh, what should be in emergency reserves and then beyond that, what should actually be invested and how? Uh, Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it it makes a lot of sense. But finding someone you can trust uh, with all the scams going on uh, and all the charlatans out there, we're we're kind of, you know, uh, kind of conservative, very conservative. Yes. And we're just wondering, you know, someone we can trust. Yeah. And so we won't uh, end up losing what we've accumulated during this time to, 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 to help God in his kingdom building. Yes. Well, I, I totally resonate with that. And that's why we trust here at MoneyWise Media, the Certified Kingdom Advisor designation. So this is going to be a professional both in the planning area and in the investment area that's met high standards, both in terms of experience, uh, training and biblically wise financial advice, pastor and client references, a regulatory review, character, statement of faith, code of ethics. I mean, there's a lot there, and that gives us peace of mind to know that this is a professional you can trust. So head over to our website, moneywise.org, click Find a CKA, and I'd interview two or three there in the Austin area to find the one that's the best fit for you. And we appreciate your call today, sir. May the Lord bless you as you seek to be found faithful with his resources. Uh, Laureen is in Boardman, Ohio. Hi, Laureen. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks. How can I help? I have never been taught how to budget or save, or I'm really good at spending, but I'm not (laughs) very good at at anything else. And I'm at an age now where, like, I am older and should know these things, and I don't know where to start. Do you have like a book help one on one budgeting? Like you've oh. you've come to the right place, Lori. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and be careful. Goodness, I, I heard a goodness. horn there. <laughs> so let me mention the book, and I might give you some principles. And then, unfortunately, we're about out of time today. The book is called "Your Money Counts" by Howard Dayton. It's a great primer on biblical money management, which is my first point, and that is, Lorraine, you've got to start with the recognition that God owns it all that what you have has been entrusted to you and it belongs to him. You are his money manager. And with that comes, I think, a heightened responsibility for all of us when we realize we're the money manager for the creator of the universe. And then beyond that, we need a vision for money being a tool to accomplish God's purposes. And then we start to think about our values and where God is leading us and what does he want us to do now and in the future and how how can money be a tool to accomplish that. I think we need to start by building in our giving, because that's going to loosen the grip of money over our lives and calibrate our hearts to the Father's. Then 
then I think the next key piece, other than starting with your systematic giving, is living within your means. And that means you've got to have a spending plan. And so in addition to Your Money Counts, we'll get your information and get you a six-month pro subscription to the FaithFi app, which will help you build a plan, download all your transactions, get them into a digital envelope system so you're controlling the flow of money to say when the money is gone for the month, I'm finished spending and when I live within my means, that gives me margin to then fund my goals based on where God is leading me. And I think that's so critical. Beyond giving generously and living within your means, you want to avoid the use of debt, set some long-term goals, and uh, have some margin in your financial life. So, Laureen, I believe you can do this with the Lord's help. Make it a matter of prayer and hold the line. We'll get you a copy of Your Money Counts and the pro subscription to the FaithFi app. And we appreciate your call. Well, that music says that we're out of time for today. But before we go, if this program has been a blessing to you, would you consider becoming one of our prayerful and financial supporters that helps this program stay on the air? You can donate securely online when you click the donate button on our website at faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. And thanks in advance. My thanks also to our broadcast team, Amy, Dan, Brandy, Rob, Kent, Rich, and Jim. And I hope you'll make plans to join us again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you. 